Clermont Northeastern District Download. Thanks for joining today's podcast. Today I get to sit down with Terry Hurth, our food service director, talk about some of the big changes that have happened since COVID has started and some of the uh, positives that have come out of this for all of our students. Okay, I'm over here with the food service director, Terry Hurth. going to talk a little bit about uh, what the USDA just announced and what it really means to our students, but also how things have been going um, since the pandemic started. So how are you? I'm good. We are plugging along every day. Uh, we're working hard, making sure that we have the ability to feed all the children. Um, all the staff are working hard. We have a great group of staff who um, all really care about the needs of the children. And we know at this point, um, every household can have the opportunity to have free breakfast and free lunch. So it's crazy. You have so many people who are here. Uh, I don't know. What time do they get here? 4 or 4.30 in the morning? Um, my earliest one comes at 4.45. Um, and we have everything ready by the time the kids walk in the door. And that was even before pandemic time, right? I mean, people are, I mean, you have the, you are the early risers. We are the early risers. We also are out earlier, but we do rise early so that we can have everything ready for the kids. So pre-pandemic, food service, you guys could do a lot of uh, things differently than you can now. So what are some of the biggest changes you guys have had to uh, either overcome or work through or figure out? Because it feels like every couple weeks someone's making a new announcement about food service stuff with the pandemic going on. The toughest change really for all of us and for the students as well is that they can't pick anything up that's not wrapped. Everything has to be pre-packaged so that they are able to pick it up, or if it's not prepackaged, then we have to personally serve it to the students ourselves, And that's been a big change just overall in general, just because of labor and making sure everything is covered, making sure everything is wrapped. And then of course the cleaning aspect. We've always been very clean and we've taken pride on how clean our kitchens are with our health and with our Board of Health reports. But um, even now we're even more cautious just for the safety of all of us. Yeah, really for everyone, not just for the kids, but you guys in general and just everything that's going on. And now you guys help support all of the food delivery um, in the spring. How how wild was that? We didn't know much about the pandemic. Everyone was kind of uneasy. Um, and you guys, you guys stepped up. I mean, it was unbelievable the work you guys put in. So, I mean, it was really, really crazy. But again, I have staff and, and all of us, we have a passion for the kids and for feeding the children and making sure that no children go without. So we just all got together and quickly put together a plan to make sure that we were able to service anyone who needs the, the needed the meals. The other thing was is that um, we wanted to make sure we were in locations that were close enough for the families to come out and get the meals. And um, there were many times where we were very, very busy. I think one of our biggest weeks, we ended up doing like 5,000 meals. For the um, week? For the week, yeah. Wow. So that's including breakfast and lunch, and we were providing um, four or five days at a time when we were passing out. Um, and we still are offering virtual meals. We oh, it's still going on for people. I didn't know that. Okay. It is. We are still doing virtual meals on Fridays from 9 to 9.30 at the high school. So if anyone is interested or needs meals, give us a call. We now, is that help. for kids who are just doing remote, or is that for kids who are in person? That's for the kids that are doing remote. Okay. 
Um, that way they have the opportunity to get meals too. How many meals do you think you guys packaged and we shipped out during the, the, the whole beginning part of the pandemic before the summer break came? Um, <laughs> I could, I, 50,000, wow. a lot of meals, a lot of meals. And we actually kept it going all through the summer, actually all the way up till August 17th, because at that point we thought students were coming back full time, which majority of them did. But we went ahead and did it for the months of July and August. And um, we, but at that point we just had one central location pickup site, which was here. And even at that, we were still having about 170 kids slash families pick up from here. Wow, that's a ton. That's amazing. That's awesome that you guys are able to do all of that. Um, let's say we end up back on remote. Is that something that would be able to be continued as well? I mean, we would definitely figure out a, a, a plan to feed the children. Somehow, some wow. way, we would make that happen. Um, of course, we want to be at school, so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not our goal. Um, but we would adjust with anything. And, and as we progress throughout the summer, we learned some things, we changed some things that we were doing, um, just because it's just trial and error. Again, we were not familiar with any of this. We just stepped in and tried to figure out what was the best um, avenue, and um, we worked it out. Each buildings have had, like, uh, just internally, a lot of discovery and reflection on things that are actually better now and they might put in practice into the future or anything that you guys discovered that you feel like is actually working out really well that you like or well probably if i'm going to choose any school i'm going to say that the elementary school because we actually have kiosks set up on the floors and our breakfast numbers there are just climbing every day i mean they're definitely utilizing the breakfast i don't necessarily think that it's just because it's free i think because it's easier access. They don't have to wait as long in the cafeteria. And the other great thing is the teachers and the staff and the administrators were all receptive to eating in the classroom, which has helped a lot too. It takes away the stigma of those who used to be free, those who were reduced. Um, it just allows everyone to have the breakfast together. Almost in a much calmer type, like you don't have this, this loud cafeteria or this whole group of people who are down there and another group who's not. Yes. with everybody else so and really we did is. change some of our menu ideas i mean we we've cut it back we used to offer pre-pandemic we offered like 10 to 12 choices of breakfast you know we are doing four or five choices we do try to switch that up just because the kids don't have that much time either to come through the line and pick and choose nor at the kiosk and it just made more sense and we're continually continuously changing things depending on the needs of the children and how things are flowing. Okay, so tell me about this last announcement. What does it really mean for everyone? So they announced uh, something could be extended through the end of 2020. What exactly is it and what does it mean? So the USDA made the announcement that they are going to allow the, our school district to continue to feed all the children um, from ages 1 to 18, whether that be virtual or that be in school. Uh, free, free breakfast and free lunch. Um, so that's exciting news because it really helps the parents to not have to worry about that part. We all already as parents and guardians have so much things to filter through and figure out and getting the kids to school and mm -hmm. making sure they have their mask. They no longer have to worry about lunch money. They no longer have to worry about packing lunch. We are still offering hot choices every day. We still offer our 
Fun Bunch peanut butter and jelly lunch. We offer chef salads. We're still working hard to make sure that we put fresh fruit out, that kind of stuff every day. And the parents don't have to worry about any of that. They can rest assured knowing that we're gonna give them a good meal that includes plenty of vegetables and fruit and milk and, and a hot entree as well. So everybody qualifies between now and, and the end of the year, but what do they have to do to qualify? Is there anything at all, paperwork? Do they need to fill out the free and reduced lunch forms like they used to, or is it just? I mean, at some point this will all change, so we definitely will encourage them to fill out their free and reduced forms the same as they've always done, mostly because it, it doesn't just affect lunch, it affects many areas. Um, you know, for example, fee waivers for uh, testing areas, for title funding. Um, so, you know, we would definitely encourage them to fill out their free and reduced forms. Um, but other than that, no, they just gotta come in, get their breakfast and lunch and eat every day. Which is awesome because, our, our, like you're saying, it is important for people to understand like their kids automatically qualify, so go ahead and encourage them to get into the cafeteria, get a healthy breakfast, get a healthy lunch. But if that's someone who would normally qualify for that free and reduced lunch on the form, it's important to fill it out because it helps support the school in so many other areas. And that is a, a big piece that I wasn't even thinking about, so I'm, I'm glad you clarified that for everyone. And um, we'll have to touch base soon because things keep changing. Um, and we'll just kind of talk it through and figure out if there's anything that we want to make sure everyone can be aware of because it is, it is such an interesting time right now. So. Yep, just come see us, breakfast and lunch, we're here. Sounds great, I'll talk to you later, thanks. Clermont Northeastern District Download